everyone. It is Marilyn Alori, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And today we are going to have a very fascinating conversation with two people I adore and love. And it's going to really, I feel, benefit all of you because we're going to be talking about next level living, not necessarily my program, but how to live your next level life. So even before we started this recording, we started talking about things and I was like, oh no, we need to be recording this. Because the things that the three of us are doing and also other people that I know in Next Level Living and other peers that I have, it's very hard to explain in a linear fashion what we do and how we do it and how it helps us in our own life and how it can help you. And I really wanted to bring Donna and Monique on today to have this conversation with them because we always have very, very um, in-depth, multidimensional expansive conversations that grow each one of us, me and, you know, all of us. And it's really important that we start bringing these conversations to, to everybody, to our communities, so that one, you could see what's possible because it's hard to explain what goes on behind the closed doors. Two, you can start thinking out of the box. And three, you can really have a more expansive experience in your life because it's so much more than what you're seeing in a linear fashion. Now, they're going to talk in a minute, and we're all just going to have a different conversation, which I think is going to be really great for you guys. And I'm going to tell you a tiny bit about them, but I'm going to tell you about them from my perspective of my experience with them. And then I'm going to have them, whether we share it in the beginning or at the end, I'm going to have them share how you can find them because they're both brilliant at what they do. And I really feel that it's my job as a medium, as a teacher, as a community leader to really bring responsible, integral people to all of you, because I see so much nonsense out there and so many people taking advantage of vulnerable people that I want to really be able to bring more and more of the people that I work with and know to all of you so that you can make better choices and decisions. So when you're struggling with something and you're in an incredible amount of pain, you're going to somebody who's really cares about you and wants to help you. And I can say both Donna and Monique are that a million times over. So Donna is, um, Donna will tell you a little bit more about her, but my experience of Donna, she's been in my program, Next Level Living. I'm also doing one-on-one coaching with her. She's brilliant. And she's channeling the boardroom, which has just been unbelievably amazing to experience. She's done a few readings for me and you know, I'm very picky about who does readings for me, but I'm also been reading her book that she's coming out with and she's creating a whole body of work around this. And it's something I haven't seen before. And the advice is so stellar and on point that it's really been very beneficial for me to, to, to experience. And then Monique, and I'm going to have them say their last names because I'm going to just butcher the heck out of that. Um, Monique's an incredible healer. She's more than that, a coach. She's a boundary coach. She's very expansive thinker. She's a coach in Soul Finder Academy. And Monique and I have a lot of conversations back and forth because we're always like playing with different ideas. And it's really great to be able to like bounce things off of Monique and be able to have conversations with people. And Donna's the same way, have conversations with people that are on the same realm as you and can really help you to grow into an even greater, bigger, more enlightened person. And the other thing I want to share about Monique, Monique is um, recording this September 7, 2023. And my dog had surgery two days ago. My dog is doing amazing. Monique has been working on my dog and I didn't even realize how much she was working on. I'm like, oh my goodness. She, and it, it was a gnarly surgery and Venus is doing incredible. So I can definitely speak to her healing work as well. So Donna, Monique, why don't you tell a tiny bit about yourselves and then we'll just jump into conversation and whatever you want them to know about you 
so that they can have an incredible, like, I just want you guys to get out in the world so people know who you are. Um, Donna, you can go first and then Monique. Okay. So um, I and guess you your name we... too. <laughs> okay. So it is a hard name. Donna <laughs> Di Domenico. <laughs> and that was, that was really hard to adjust to for my maiden name, which was a four lettered last name. So um, back then we wrote checks and my name never fit on a check when I first got married. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think one of the things about me that I'd like everybody to know is that I am really not this woo-woo kind of person. I am a past corporate executive um, who really worked in the world of leadership for a long time. And, um, you know, as I was working through leadership, I was learning so much, but it really kind of blossomed. All of my abilities really blossomed when I left the corporate world. And what I found was that when I was in the corporate world, people just weren't hearing me. And when I left, all of a sudden this opened up because I now had this voice. I was no longer looked at, you know, kind of in a hierarchy or a certain role or perspectives of what, what a person should be like. I now was me. And all of my abilities just kind of came out of that. So Marilyn, you said I channel the boardroom. The boardroom is a unique group of past executives, innovators, um, inventors, past presidents, um, and as Monique found out yesterday, some of them are very humorous because some are comedians and entertainers of different types, and they bring information to me. And it's really incredible the type of information they bring to me because they set business. Um, it's about the changes that we need to make in the world in the future and their insight on how leaders need to lead and be differently and act differently in the future, be different from what we are today, and how we need to move away from the old command and control hierarchical organizations and get into this place where you just unite people for common goals to get good for everyone. Everyone can be good. Everyone can have good. And so all the messages that drive uh, me and that I share come from that vein with them. I love that. Thank you, Donna. And it's so important, as we know. So we'll go further into that conversation. And I love the way you explained what it is that you, you're doing today, which is great. Thank you, especially the, the not hearing you and then being able to finally experience yourself in that in this magical way. Monique. Yes. OK, my last name is Garso. Monique Garso, which is also a mouthful. Um, it's interesting that you have Donna and me on together because we have similar backgrounds in the sense that I was a lawyer for quite, I don't know, almost two decades, 15, 16, 17 years, and um, enjoyed it up to a point, but I knew I wasn't living my full potential, but I didn't have the ability to recognize that on my own and to get out. So my body told me when it was time to get out because it basically gave out on me and I became very, very ill and through that process is how I started understanding and learning about the ability, A, for us to heal ourselves, but B, what potential we all have to tap into um, what's available to us, which is everything. And that's how I started working. I'm a frequency healer. When I started understanding my body wouldn't receive medication and supplements and the traditional way of, of treatment my body wouldn't receive it. And so it was the kind of the segue into how I started using tools in a different way. And I started accessing the information of 
everything on this earth without having to use the physical object. And so it sounds kind of complicated. It sounds kind of woo, but the reality is everything is energy. And so we have, we have the ability to tap into that energy before it becomes physical. And that's what I do. And my, my dream is to have people really understand how powerful they are. And it doesn't matter what we do, you know, even if we are lawyers, even if we are in the corporate world, we still have that ability to think beyond that one dimensional approach, which I lived for so many years and it worked for me until it didn't. But we are at this, for me at least, we are at this amazing time in human evolution where there's so much opening to us that we have the ability to tap into and to recognize in our everyday lives. It doesn't have to be because we're sitting on top of a mountain or that we've had some you know, orgasmic experience in life. It is the day-to-day -day life. It is the drinking our coffee. It's the getting in the shower. It's the simple little things of life that contains so much information and so much opportunity for us to expand our lives. I love that. Thank you. Um, there's so much that you said there. And, and one of the things that definitely rang true, rang out for me the most was that we're all very powerful and understanding what powerful means. So what I would like to like bring to the table right now is what is your goal? What does power mean to you? Let's start there. What does power mean to you guys? So for me, power is tapping into your own essence. Hmm. What it doesn't matter what you know, whether it's people call it their higher selves, their soul, their it's our our divine ability to create our lives how we want, and without giving it away. And and what we've done throughout mankind for so many years is we've allowed other people to dictate our belief systems, to dictate how we live, to dictate our thought process without checking in with ourselves. Like, does this really resonate? Mm -hmm. So for me, the power is when we say, no, I don't need any of that unless I want to listen to it, but I'm going to go inside and see what works for me, regardless of who is saying what or doing what outside of me. Yeah, I like that. Donna? Yeah, I was going to say something very similar, Monique, and that for me, power is within right? And so it's knowing who I am, what's important, important to me, what are the things that I am, I am working towards that are driving me that are, you know, that, that, that I'm based on really, it's, it's all of my values, my belief system. It's um, why I make the decisions I make. All of that is my internal power. And through my internal power, I am the leader of me, and I make my choices for me. Why do we, why, you know, I love the way you both are describing it. And I agree with both of you. So I'm not going to really add to it. And most people know my opinion about these things anyway, because they, if they listen to this podcast, why do you think people struggle with getting into their power or getting out of the box and listening to themselves? Like, why is there such a struggle out there for people to trust? Okay, I'll start this one. <laughs> is that, you know, I really believe that we are, we are trained to listen to others, right? And that we are trained to hear the thoughts of others and believe that when somebody speaks to us, that they're telling us our truth, and it should be in our higher good. 
And what we have to really learn is that the only one who knows that for us is us, right? It's what we know inside of us. And we have to be able to trust in ourselves first. And that has to be the highest good for us. Um, and so, you know, as we're going on, like, you know, I'll go back to, to developing into my career, you know, it was always about, you know, what did, what does this role look like? What, what does a person who does this look like? How does a professional act? And I'll even go as far to share with you a comment. Somebody once said to me, oh, well, she's, she can't go into a different role because she's from New Jersey. She's a Jersey girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> I found that with Right. And it's like, you know, they they judged me, not even knowing me because of something that they culturally thought about New Jersey that had nothing to do with me. And if I had let that stop me, I would have never have gotten anywhere. So I think it's that, you know, people one is that, you know, you listen to what others tell you. And then the second piece of it is you don't have enough faith in yourself to say, Nope, I don't need that. I don't need that advice. It's not true for me. I need to stand in my power and say, this is the way I'm going to go. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I had that with Brooklyn a lot, especially as an actress. And I worked so hard on trying to get rid of the dialect and it was very difficult. And I was got, you know, cast as Brooklyn and I allowed it to affect me in the business. I allowed the labeling of Brooklyn to affect me. Um, there was something you just said that I was going to ask Monique, but I'll just see what Monique wants to add. So I'll make sure I make notes because I want to keep the conversation flowing. Um, it, what did you want to add to that or bring? Well, to I it? agree with so much. And yeah, I mean, it's we're conditioned. We're conditioned to believe that other people know best for us. And to undo that conditioning takes some self-examination and self-reflection and for me, and I know I preach this so much, but there's this huge responsibility piece that is very scary for so many people because it, it's asking them a lot to all of a sudden step into being responsible for themselves and how they're living. And that it's easier for so many people not to step into that space, to just keep living the way they're living, keep putting the boxes, the blinders, keep turning to whatever they turn to, to alleviate, you know, the, the discomfort when it comes up. And, and, and I know because that's how I lived. And some people go through life like that and that's fine. And that works for them, but other people, they keep hitting up against walls and say, why am I hitting this wall? Well, you're hitting this wall because you're making the same choice. Mm -hmm. over and over mm -hmm. and over and part of that choice is allowing other people to dictate how you live and so Marilyn it's getting into that space of saying okay well this may not be fun it may not always be comfortable but I am willing to start tearing apart and digging apart and digging in and releasing and changing the way that I make choices so I would think it's interesting, probably each one of us had a moment in time where that clicked for us, right? Where we stopped. I don't know if you, I know more Monique, um, Don, I'm assuming you had the same experience where you decided I'm not going to conform anymore. I don't know if you did, but the moment of time for me, and I'm wondering, and I'm pretty sure for you two too, was hitting rock bottom or saying, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it this way. I have to change. Do you know what that moment in time was? and what was the change that you created? Because what I want to understand is why people don't do it. And I, and next level living is not for people who don't want to do it. 
you have to do the work. But I think people are very afraid of doing the work, one, for seeing themselves, truthfully, and they think it's hard. But it's actually easier. It's harder when you keep just coming around in circles and hitting the wall. So any anything you want to speak to that and, you know, maybe the person out there who's listening, who's like, we can't speak to victims. We all know this, right? The victim who wants to stay in victim consciousness is never going to change. But the person who's thinking and dreaming big, who knows that there's something greater for them, how can we help them? And maybe it'll get into the person with the victim consciousness, because a lot of people with victim consciousness don't even realize they're there. But the person who is sitting there going, okay, nothing in my life is changing. I'm trying everything. What else can I do? that person like I want to just I know I threw out a bunch of questions so whatever is feeding into you guys just share it doesn't matter this is we'll see what happens okay Monique you want to go yeah I'll go so from my perspective for people like you know who are in that space I think it's really important to be surround yourself with groups like NLL or similar groups because to do this kind of work and to be able to change your perspective is sometimes is hard because you can't see beyond your perspective, right? But when you have other people who are swimming in the same kind of pool of water as you, it gives a their mirrors and it gives you the opportunity to say, "Oh wait, I never thought of that that about that," or "Oh goodness, so and so just shared that or said that," and it opened something up in me I didn't recognize. So for me, that is such an important piece because I think um, going this road alone and saying I can do this on my own, at least for me and where I come from, was not possible. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Donna, what did you want to share with that? Yeah, so, you know, I I was always a person who was very independent. Um, I just, I had confidence. Um and sometimes maybe too much. But as I got older and was working through the work world, I felt a lot of it being robbed from me, right? And I started to conform and I could actually see and I was observing myself switch from making decisions that were right to me to making decisions that were right for my family making decisions that were right for my parents, you know, whoever, put whoever in that box. Decisions were always for somebody else. And it became a point where I just started to take the back seat to my own life. And um, there was this point where, you know, I got towards the end of working in corporate, where I just realized that I was a shell of the person that I really was. And um, it was very freeing once I realized that because I was like, yeah, I mean, I used to have so much gumption and so, you know, be out there and I didn't care. And now all of a sudden I'm trying to conform all the time. That is kind of the point where I started to gradually make the decisions. And so even though that spark was in me, it still took me time and steps to get to the point where I took control again and took my power back and said, okay, I'm going to do the things that are right for me now. And I'm going to stop being in the backseat. I'm going to start driving again. And I'm going to move forward with force. And Marilyn, I was laughing when Monique talked because we were talking about NLL. And it was like, yeah, I got referred to you for um, initially. 
and I uh, just joined membership for your soul. I think I said that right. And, and I started doing all the training. I did every training course that you had out there. I just was in there, in there, in there doing training all the time, because now I had this like yearning to, to learn as much as I could about as many things as I could. And I coincidentally came across a message that you had put out about NLL and starting up NLL. And it, that was like the light bulb for me that went off. It was like, oh my God, that's my calling. I got to talk to this woman. She's got this for me. And so I remember I reached out to you in email. Didn't know you. You didn't know me. And I was not I was only in the group for like maybe a month, not even. And you responded back to me. I was like, oh my God, she, she responded back to me. <laughs> wow. And then we started an exchange and I joined NLL. That was a real turning point for me, just like Monique said. It was, you know, I started to hear now I'm with people who other who, who ha have thoughts like me, have some of the same challenges I have, and want to hear them get over a hurdle that they might be facing. I now have inspiration to get over a hurdle. But the best part of it is the dialogues, right, that we're having, you know, and we've we've started talking offline and having different kinds of conversations. Um, and that is so meaningful in development because, you know, in my normal day, I'm not challenged the same way, mm. right? I'm not talking to the same types of people. But when I'm with the group, whoa, I'm at a whole different level. I feel like I'm flying sometimes, you know, and and I am actually, you know, and, and I, I just had another conversation with a friend of mine who we used to be co-workers never knew we had this kind of common thread between us about spiritual abilities and things and we just said like we have to spend more time together because we raise each other up mm. our vibrational levels increase in these types of conversations and so I guess my advice though that I'm for informally giving now is that for those who are conflicted or don't think they can do it or are looking for reasons not to, hang, go higher. Talk to people who are, mm. or, you know, a little bit higher in their abilities than you are. So you're constantly raising up. And those were some decisions that I really had to make because there were people that I left behind who were pulling me down and that I was always coaching them, but then I didn't have anybody pulling me. Right. And so now with the group, I have people constantly inspiring me for growth. You're constantly inspiring me for growth. Monique is constantly inspiring me for growth. So now I have this whole different level and I keep on looking for more and more and more to go up, to elevate higher. There's so much you said there. And I think uh, one of the things I want to highlight before we get into the next conversation, which is in line with this, is being around people who support your growth and going up, see you even uh, bigger than you see yourself mm -hmm. and without ego or anything. I don't think that there's any ego I've seen exist in this particular group, because I know that I've released a lot of my own personal ego, because when you're in mediumship, and you're talking to deceased people and channeling, there's like this bucking out there in the system, at least it used to be, where I'm better than you, I speak to celebrities, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, no, we, we can all be that. And we can all be more than that. And when we get into this playing field of like, that's what I love about the program is that we, and any program that we're in, I just, what I love about people like us, let's talk about that, is that we're not trying to say, I'm better than you, we're inviting, let's be great together. 
And I think that's really important. Um, Monique, I'm sure you have something you want to say about that, but I want to say, I want to ask something and then you can say something about it too. I want to talk about the people who, there are people out there that don't think they're ready for something or they don't think they're great, ready for something. I want to talk a little bit about that, but I also want to talk about playing in the field of possibilities. No, this is what I want. This is the question I have. I knew it was in there and I got lost. Now it's gone again. How do you live a normal life yet have these abilities? That's my question because we constantly talk about this. And yes, we say there's a group that people we can go to and talk about it, but Donna's married with a family. Monique is living in, I'm not going to talk too much about your personal life, but she's got her own personal life with her family and everything like that. And I play tennis, which people that we're never going to have this conversation about black holes and going into space and no time and fields of possibilities. So how do you navigate? How would you suggest someone navigates life while they open up to all these gifts? Monique, you can go, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you have something else you want to say to what we already said. No, 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 no. You know, this is such an interesting topic because it's something that I, I know I struggled with at first because what I was doing and who I was, there was such a, a dichotomy between the two. But I think once I really started to understand, there doesn't have to be a separation with any of it. Mm. And for me, this is where the daily living becomes so important, just to start recognizing that the magic is in everything. It doesn't have to be in something big and you know a, a supernova exploding and so it's just being ourselves with other people I don't have to look my family doesn't talk about this I don't have to do that with them but I can just still be myself and be true to who I am in front of them without having to say you know oh well this is the way I view it just simply being kind just mm -hmm. simply being respectful, just simply not sitting in a uh, judgmental state, which is not always easy, or a state of saying someone's right or someone's wrong, because there, for, for me, there is no such thing. And so it's practicing what we do as a group, but then bringing it out into the everyday world and understanding, and this was really difficult for me until one day they, when we were in a meditation, actually in NLL, my guides showed me something. Every person is in their own, every being, not even every person is in their own energetic experience. So, and I don't recognize that all the time. If I'm driving down the road and someone's cut me off and we have horrible drivers where I live and, you know, I go get into the, like the, the cursing and all that. And then I step back and they're like, Monique, you have no idea what's going on with that person. They maybe didn't see the red light they just ran or their mother could be in the hospital dying and they, whatever, it doesn't matter. They're in their own energetic experience. So once I really start to understand that, and it releases so much of expectation, of disappointment, of you know, road rage, of resentment, whatever. And it's like, you know what? It's their life, their choice, their path. I just have to make peace with that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I love the fact of something you said about just being yourself and being true to yourself, but it's not like you have to go around telling everybody what it is you do, how you do it, with, you know, fix it this way, that way. It's just, and I like that too. I do the same thing. Donna, do you have anything you want to say with that? 
about that? I, no, I was laughing with the whole driving piece of it because I do live up to the stereotype of the New Jersey driver. Um, but, you know, one of the things that's really brought me th um, through lately is that that piece of having understanding for other people. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't do the road rage and I don't have to curse at anybody. And I, I don't, I don't have that need any longer. And I just, you know, kind of say, well, okay. And I'm just, I'm flowing along. It's about me and my flow and where am I? And I, if I'm going to disrupt that flow, you know, I'll go into a rage or something. It just impacts me because the other person's long gone already. Right. So I'm just in, impacting myself and how I'm feeling that day. If I just let it go and acknowledge, okay, well, that was not great, but let's move on. And uh, it's good. And, and then I think the other piece is about the discernment and not judgment, right? We make decisions with discernment, but not with judgment. So let's talk about looking at things in life. We, we, when we started this call, we talked about one, how do we describe what we do? It's very difficult to, that's why we're bringing these conversations to my podcast. It's very difficult to describe what we do because it's, it's indescribable. It's energetic. It's, we meet the person where they're at and we do the work. That's number one. And number two, we, we realized we were all wearing black and Donna and Monique don't wear black, but I wear black. And it was interesting because we've been talking about black holes and walk, going into black color. And Monique brought that up yesterday. Something uh, came to her. I wanted, I want the question I really have to pose to both of you is something I think we all do. And I want to know your experience of this and how you would teach someone else to do it. I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, that we take everyday objects in life and we see it so much um, more expansive than maybe how it's defined in the, th in the 3D world, for a lack of a better word, like the color black, like the leaf on a tree, like um, a, a simple water bowl. There's always something more. So can you talk about like how you are in the world with that multidimensional kind of understanding of things? Do you know what I'm saying? And how, how that informs your life and informs your work and how that can help other people. Like for me, I don't look at anything linear. Everything has got so much more to it. I yeah. Know yeah, I have so much to say, but I'll try to be succinct. Okay, for me, first of all, I don't all, think it matters if it's succinct or not. Just say okay, it. <laughs> it, you know, everything is a belief system. It's simply yeah. a belief system. So when we say black is black, there's a belief system around black. Mm -hmm. Who the hell made that up? I don't have the slightest idea. But once someone started saying what it was, and people started feeding into, oh, this is black, and it's been passed on. So now everyone agrees, you know, what we're wearing is black. Who the hell really knows, right? But for me, what's so wonderful is that once you start digging into and examining, I mean, I'm looking around on my desk, you know, the different things that we have, there's so much more to everything. And once we start understanding, we have the ability to tap, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just lift this up. Okay, this is a, this is an old, I don't know, some kind of Chinese belt buckle that I, it's a necklace. I've never worn it. I got it simply because I was doing frequency work and I was guided to it to use for myself, for use on myself. Now, most, and it's been amazing. It has Beautiful. amazing frequencies to it. Most people would say, oh, it's just some funky old necklace, whatever. 
but recognizing that it has so many other energies to it, just simply because I can't see it does not mean it does not have a lot of potential. And so I think it start. it's, you know, what are the stories we tell ourselves about how things really are? And it's starting to recognize, oh, that's a story I tell myself. It's simply a necklace. No, it's simply a necklace and a million things more. And so, and I know see, this is where I start to get off kind of, because now I'm going into the black hole, right? Which is, and we talked about this when we got on, what I loved about we're all wearing black is for me, I'm starting to look at black in such a different way, in such a different way than I've been taught, you know, spiritually in such a different way than I've been taught in the day-to-day world what black represents because for me it's a super powerful energy that I'm starting to now work with differently so I think Marilyn I can't remember your question because I get so lost in the matter of all of this discussion that there's just so much more available to us than we recognize and once we start excuse me recognizing oh wow you know, when I drink my coffee in the morning, I'm just going to take a simple example. I drink my coffee. I'm going to close my eyes, breathe it in. I can connect now to the beans in Costa Rica, where they came from. I can now connect to the plant in which they've grown. I can connect to the earth. All in that simple minute that I'm drinking my coffee, I have tapped into a complete different energy of what this coffee represents. And then, you know, can move into the gratitude piece about about the person who grew it, the person who picked it, the person who roasted it, the person that I bought it from, whatever. And you have tapped into what is available simple, simply from that cup of coffee. If, if that makes sense. It all makes sense. And uh, what's interesting about that is it moves you into solution too. And I think people stay so focused on problem, the way that we stay so focused on definitions of things. And when you open up to uh, the beautiful belt you showed and people don't see it just as a belt, they see it as so much more Then they see their life as so much more. And they don't get stuck in, you know, people just habitually want to say, I I don't have this. I like when I put out the post recently and Don, I have a specific question for you, but make notes if there's something you want to say. When I put out the post, what is standing in your way? And people were like, and my answer internally was nothing, nothing standing in your way. Like, that's what I expected people to answer. And people were like, time, money, debt, this, that. And I was like, stop it already. Stop. If those things are standing in your way, then figure those things out. Figure out why your money is standing in your way. Figure out what the story is. So Donna, I know you work with a very powerful group of people that are always in solution. So I'm kind of curious about your what you want to add to the table here, but also it's like what Monique said, it, it's not linear. They're like bringing in all this expertise. Like, what, what do you want to say about this? So I'm going to start with a little bit more about the, um, you know, looking at things differently, right? And that, yeah. so, but I go to people. And so we know that I have a daughter who was born with developmental disabilities. I'll call them abilities though, because she's probably stronger than most people that I know. And that, um, Um, But, you know, it was about, we could have gone by what they told us about her when she was two and three years old and said that, you know, she would never have any capabilities and she would never be able to do anything. 
And we could have listened to that and we could have kept her confined and, you know, gave her a minimal life. Instead, we pretended we never heard it. I looked at her totally differently. I looked at her from so many different dimensions, trying to understand, now, how did she get here? She's got something that we don't have, that we're not seeing. And what do we do about this? How, you know, and so the the approach I always took with her was, you don't listen to anybody else. You do what you can do, right? And And so she's turned into this fabulous young woman, adult woman. And, you know, yeah, there's things that she doesn't quite get or think the way I do, but who said the way I think is right? Like you said, Monique, right? It's like, who said that I'm the, the example norm? Whoever came up with what normal was. And so, so you know, it's, it's really, we need to do it with people too in that we tend to look at, you know, the images that we've been given all our lives and say, okay, these are all the right images and this is normal and this isn't normal, but who says? And so when you challenge it, you start to see these different abilities that other people have that I like in her, she has abilities I don't have. Spiritually, she has abilities I don't have. You know, she's got energy going on in her head that's just not the same as the energy going on in my head. I love her for that. And um, it's it makes me appreciate how, you know, when we put everybody together and we're unified, you know, how great we can be. And so then um, I go to the boardroom and, you know, the boardroom has been amazing, but, you know, and I know who they are, but I don't share, right? But they see things differently than they did when they were here on earth. And so all of the guidance that they give is divine guidance from where they are today, seeing where we need to go for the future. It's thinking about where we are and how we've evolved as a planet, as part of a bigger universe, as part of something still bigger than that, to where we need to go because we've lost our connection. And how do we bring that back? And how do we think differently? And how do we bring down some of the, the constructs that we've built that are stopping us, you know, that are keeping us thinking in these isolated pools of being different rather than, you know, uniting us and bringing us together. So yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Donna, finish your thought. Yeah, no. So, so it's about you know, they really, their, their thought process is so different. They're so insightful. And a lot of times when I get those messages, I mean, I, I, I write or, you know, now Marilyn has me recording. She suggested I record and I do. Right. And so now, you know, I, I go back and I listen and I go, Whoa, <laughs> wow. You know, and I started going back to some of my earlier journals and I, whoa, this is really good. And it's all consistent. And it, it's a continuum. It's, you know, it's continuing to grow and the messages do change as we evolve and sometimes more severe than others. And uh, it's, it's really a great way to see things. So they're, they're inventors, they're innovators, and so are we. And if everybody came into their life looking at themselves as an innovator and inventor, I think life would be a lot different. So the question I have for the two of you now, based on what you just said, this out-of-box thinking, how has it grown your gifts, your spiritual gifts? Mm -hmm. So I don't like to differentiate even spiritual from human gifts because now we work them together, right? But I want to know how this out-of-box thinking, getting away from belief systems, recognizing that no one gets to define black for you. We didn't know we were all wearing black. We didn't have a conversation about this. 
and you'll be able to see it on YouTube for those of you who are listening, not that it's anything special or wearing black, but I'm curious how this has helped you to grow because many people struggle with their growing their psychic gifts and they struggle with it because they're stuck in a belief system. And that's one of the things that I'm going to say real quickly before I hear what you guys have to say is one of the reasons why I moved away from the crowds that I was in years ago when I just started like opening up and I started finding some people to study with, I found it very limiting because it was like, I'm this, you're that. And if somebody shined a little bit brighter than others, there was like this competition or jealousy, which I've spoken about before. But the other thing too, it was like, you have to do it this way. And I'm so grateful that I didn't find these people after working with my guides for a while, because my guides were like teaching me already. And they were like, get out of that group now, you know, get away from it. So I'm just curious from your own perspective and how it can help someone else, how this open-minded thinking has helped you to grow who you are and where you're going. Like, you don't even know where you're going. You're not like a Reiki healer and, and nothing against Reiki healers. I just use it. You're not a Reiki healer. That's just saying a Reiki healer. And most Reiki healers aren't. So, so forgive me for, I'm not labeling that, but there are some people that just study a healing modality and they get stuck in the healing modality and they don't know how to go past it. They don't know how to grow with it. I know I just threw a lot at you, but go ahead. Monique, go go ahead. uh, No, for me. So, you know, the, the openness and is the expansion, right? So, so I mean, when I first started hearing the boardroom, I was like, am I really hearing this? Is this really going on? Who am I talking to? I was asking for signs so I could really identify people and got them. And I had to research them deep to, it wasn't stuff I knew, like to say, oh, this person, you know, this is a symbol for them. I had to figure out why it was. And it gave, that started to build my confidence, right? But now, I mean, when I got the boardroom, I thought, wow, like this is utopia for me. Whoa, I'm like, and I'm so far beyond that. And the reason is because the continued being open, I, I feel like it's myself and my guides are stretching me to get to where they, you know, where I need to be. They're continually pushing and pulling me um, by opening up my thinking and what I see and what I hear and all of those different things to broaden and expand all of my abilities. I don't know if that directly answers the question or not, but you know, it's, it's just, and then the dialogues that we have are really critical. Um, And, you know, sitting even now, like the power that's coming through me is unbelievable. The energy, right. It's just um, because we're connecting in the way we're talking, it's growing me inside. It's this type of nourishment. I think that we're looking for, and that it nourishes our soul and our soul then raises us up to do more things. Yeah. But it's also, you're talking about a trust of leaving the outcome alone. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for a specific outcome. You're allowing the process to tell me if I'm wrong, the process to take place and take you where it's meant to take you. Right. Because you've yeah. said also, as you're working with them, and I think it's really good, by the way, that you don't share who they are, because right away, people will get into labels. Mm-hmm. They will expect something to sound a certain way. And instead, it allows you, and I've seen your work, which is very powerful. It allows you the freedom for now. It may change down the line to give the messages and to let them work with you in an elevated fashion. Because even with deceased loved ones, when I'm talking to a deceased loved one, the per- you have to, I did a thing on experiential mediumship. You can look at that podcast, Evidential. 
you have to give evidence that I'm speaking to somebody's father, but the father has grown in consciousness and the person wants the father to be the same way and they're not. Mm -hmm. So I love how you just kind of described how you really are just being with them and allowing them to. And when we say allow our guides to guide the process, let me hear this, Donna, and I'm going to go to you in a second. It's not giving up your free will, though, correct? Right. We can put our own controls and boundaries in. And I do. There are things that I say, you know, that I'm open to and things I say I'm not. And then as I grow, I change my boundaries because I might be open to something that I wasn't before because I have this trust and feel safe and I know I'm protected by them and by the archangels that are protecting me so that nothing's going to happen to me that's bad they're taking me on a journey and I'm going to love the journey yeah exactly and when you build that trust you do allow more freedom which I like it that's great and there's something I want to say about protection but I'll say it later thank you for that Monique what do you want to share you know it's so interesting because I think you know when I first started on this path as well I mean I I studied different modalities and whatever and, and it was all wonderful because it taught me what was available, but it also felt very limiting. And so once I stepped into the place of letting the energy guide me, regardless of what was going on with the person, regardless of if what kind of energy, you know, I'll just say people will talk about, you know, entity energy or or a parasitic, it doesn't matter what label we put on it. To me, there's no set way to address anything. The energy guides me. And so once I really, and I'll just take like room clearing, for instance, like there's all, you know, people use sage and people use incense and those are great, powerful tools. But for me, I was like, well, but this can't be it. And so once I started stepping into a room and talking to the room in the sense of, okay, what's the energy in here? What does it need? Regardless of what I think is appropriate, it doesn't matter. Once I got out of the way of having that communication with the energy, so much more started coming in. It's like, oh, well, this, this corner needs salt. Oh, well, this one needs, you know, the violet flame or this one needs a symbol or whatever. It doesn't matter. It just became so much easier because I had no expectations. I have no expectations because I trust enough now, whether I'm working on a person or, you know, um, an animal, whatever, even though like, if you don't mind, can I talk about Venus for a second? Is that okay? You know, Venus has surgery on her left leg. That's not where she's telling me to go. I am not touching her left leg. I am working completely somewhere else because I trust her enough. I trust myself enough. And I trust the energy enough to say, she doesn't want that right now, maybe down the road. And so for me, once I got into that place of, oh my gosh, it became so much easier. Yeah. To say, okay, this may sound crazy. Like when I work with my clients, you know, I'm getting you to pull out a picture of your, you know, dog and stick it on your kidney. It sounds a little loopy. And and I get that. But I trusted enough to understand that the energy is going to provide me the information I need. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I'll just talk about Venus for a second. They said to me, you know, you need to ice the incisions like three to five times. And I was like, she's not going to let me ice it. And I tried it for a second and she didn't want me near it. And I trust my dog enough to know that she's intuitively telling me. 
those incisions, and I, I'm, it's got to be the work you're doing, Monique. They're they're healing beautifully. They are not swollen today. It's only two days later. There, the redness is going away, and I'm like, so it really goes to show, like, getting out of your way of what the expectations of what you're supposed to do, like letting the room speak to you. And what I feel all of this is that the three of us are talking about, and it's the biggest thing that I teach is you are the instrument, right? So when we get out of the way and we're not following, like, it's great to learn the different techniques and tools. I think it's so great. And then learn what really works for you, mixing it in. Then you learn you're the instrument, you're the channel, you're the conduit. You're even more than that. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, and then I want to know if either of you have questions for the group, you know, because you might, you're both masters at what you do, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how people can be their own instrument in this work and how, and I think we've already said it, but if there's anything else you want to add about that. And to me, it's like how important to get out of your own way and let spirit work through you is everything. When I want to say one other thing, sorry, you guys are just tripping up a lot of stuff in me. When people say to me, they struggle with readings and uh, how the person's going to receive it. And I'm like, it's none of your business. It's none of your business how the person receives it because then you're getting in the way of the information. So anything you want to share with those two things is whatever I said is fine. I'll share a story. Great. So, <laughs> so um, you know, I um, didn't work much with cards, but then I came across two decks that were used decks of cards. And I've told both of you, I think the story um, that the one, the one I just couldn't leave the store without buying. They were a very different deck of cards. They came, they were like before tarot kind of, they're just small cards that 32 in the deck came from Austria. For some reason, I was like, I know an ancestor of mine owned them. I have to have these cards. So I bought them and they were, I was using them. They were great. I loved those cards. And then I had another deck of oracles that I was using um, and they were used. I, they just were in a store and I felt like, oh, I, I need to buy these. I'm not sure why, but I need to buy them. So I buy them. So I, they, I was faithful to those decks. And one day they disappeared. And, you know, it was in my house in Florida where you have no basement, you, you know, a little bit of space in the garage, no attic or anything. And I have torn that house apart and cannot find the cards. And so initially it really bothered me. And I was like, but I, I want, I want my cards, right? Like, I, I don't feel like I need them, but I just want them. And the message was, you don't need them and you're not having them kind of thing. I, to this day, so it's been about, oh, probably about eight, nine months. I can't find these cards anywhere. And guess what? It was my lesson of, I don't need them. I already have what I need. And I wasn't relying on myself. So the question, the, the answer I think I'm getting to in this story is that you have to rely on yourself for the answers for you and that the cards are tools. Yes. I'm not saying they're not bad. They're not good. Um, but at, there's a point where maybe you become stronger than the cards and you already have what they're telling you more, more than that, you know? And, and after that, the readings I was given my friends were like unbelievable and they made business decisions off of them and they made money off of them so it came out after I lost my tools that's my story 
Yeah, the tools are, that's such a great story. The tools are so great to help us to, it's almost like the little crutch that you need as you're building the mm -hmm. muscles. And I love that they took them away from you. They're like, you don't need this anymore because it's so true. I love that. That's great. Monique, what did you want to say? Well, it's, this is what I'm going to say about tools because tools for me are there for fun. And whenever I explain like my work to people, I say, you know, life, it's my tools are, it's a banquet table, but it's a never ending banquet table. And so like one area may be crystals, another area may be symbols, another area may be food, essential. I mean, doesn't matter because right, it's the world is infinite, it's infinite. And so there's just times you move in and out. This is the tool that feels like fun right now. This is the tool that this energy wants and needs. And so we have it all available to us, but there's no, again, and this goes back to like the protocols and the thinking there's a right and wrong. Mm -hmm. I just find that if that's where we stay, that, that wonderful buffet banquet table becomes very small. And we just, because Donna, I'm like, you. I've had crystals just disappear, gone. It's like, okay, well, I'm done with that one. Don't need that one anymore. <laughs> and if I do need it, it will either reappear or it'll come in in a different way. Mm -hmm. Or for now, you know, I just bring in the, the frequency of it. But I think once we, and this goes back to, you know, our the beginning of the conversation, no one can tell you how to use your instrument. Mm -hmm. We can learn all these wonderful things and we all have, and I'm so grateful. But at the end of the day, I know nothing about Donna's instrument. I know nothing about Marilyn's instrument because I don't live in that instrument. And so I think it's really, which is again, I'm gonna circle back to NLL, whether it's NLL or any other group that allows you to be in your unique instrument and supports that. I think is such a critical piece because for me, I don't know how I would have gained the trust that I now have in my instrument and my abilities. I wouldn't have, if I had just done this on my own, there's just no way. Um, yeah. So again, and it goes back to what Donna was saying for, to have these kinds of conversations where you are elevating. I mean, I could feel like my whole spine up into my brainstem. I was like, yeah. There's so much energy. And so when you move into that vibration, for me, is when you really start to gain that confidence and go, ah, this is what it feels like. And it feels so doggone good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's what I have yeah. to say. I love that. And where There's, is it? Go ahead, Donna. Oh, no, there was just one more piece I wanted to add too. And it's around the tools. Mm -hmm. And that's not every tool is not for everyone, yeah. right? So, so, you know, as you're looking at tools, don't think if one doesn't work for you, then there's something wrong with you. It's just not for yeah. you. There's a different thing that you'll use that you'll find that will be the right thing for you. And just be open, like Monique said, with the buffet table, just be open to all the possibilities out there so that you'll pick up the right thing at the right time for you. And one more piece about NLL, and that is that so much, you know, in our initial lessons, it was like fireworks for me every time we met because, um, and it's not that it's not now, it's just different right now because we're doing such different things that I love. But it was back then it was learning about my genius, my soul, where is my soul? What's my purpose? Purpose is a big conversation today. 
I think we we know it, right? But then we get to it. We find it. The message became clear. What am I here to do? It was my message. I found it, right? And so, so all of that came out of the things that we're doing in the classes with everybody talking and and sharing and and you leading us through the process, Marilyn, of through the meditations that take us to different places that we haven't been before and help us identify where things are in our body so that we can go back again. Yeah, I'm actually thinking, thank you for saying that. And that's why I want to do another town hall. We do town halls so I can check in with the group and find out what's working, what they need more of. And uh, probably be good for me to go back to the initial classes and now take it to another level as well. And Monique and I, something you said down that's very important, Monique and I were talking about the color black yesterday, which I'm going to talk about scrying in a second. But when I was starting out, there were all like these psychic games to play. And I wasn't very good at a lot of the psychic games. And if I allowed that to dictate my ability, I would never be where I am today. And I don't know if somebody said it to me or might've been my guides, like, I think it was my guides. They were like, it's not, and somebody might've said it too. So I don't want to, I'm going to give credibility, but I don't know who it was. It wasn't about whether it was a yes or no. Like if you're pulling a deck of regular deck of cards and you're supposed to pull the card without looking at it as a black or red and feel it. And that one I actually did pretty good at. And other ones I didn't. They said, it's not about that. It's about learning how we're giving you information. And they were the ones who taught me like clairvoyancy and clairaudience because that stuff wasn't really out there at that time. At least I wasn't accessible. Um, So I want to talk about... There's two things I want to talk about. Well, we talked about scrying yesterday, which we're going to bring into next level living. And that's black cloth. And it's not something I'm very good at. That's looking into a crystal ball. So um, something that I want to practice with you. But what I wanted to talk about now real quick, and we're kind of running out of time. So we'll have to do a part two, because I want us to go deeper into the conversations we go. This is like the surface type of conversations that we have. I'm going to bring up a topic that I know Monique and I are very passionate about. And I don't know your take on this, Donna. I have such issues with exams, tests that you take that position you in a box. I don't mind it being information, but it drives me insane. And I think people take like the human design or I can't remember the Enneagram or even when people want to talk to me about what sun is rising and what, what is falling. And I'm not saying that any of that stuff is bad because sometimes people see, get their chart done and they're like, Oh, it makes sense now. But then they adhere to it in such a way that they're afraid to do anything else. Like I have a woman that I'm very close to and she'll be like, this is the year where I have to ask for advice. So I have to ask for advice from everyone because that's what the horoscope says. And it drives me insane. So I want to know, Chris, Chris, I have such a strong opinion about it. So I piss people off. I don't care really. I want to know your opinion on this and how you've worked with it. Cause some people, like I said, you may like the human design. You may be like, when people say to me, what are you a manifester? I'm like, get the F out of my face. Like I am me. So, but it might help people. So what's done, I know Monique's experience and I want to know, I want her to talk about it too, but I want to know what you think about it. Cause I don't know what you think about this. Yeah, so I am not a test person, but it's kind of coming from a different place. And it's from having a daughter that mm. was judged based on her testing. Oh, abilities. interesting. And and it takes me to a whole different place because it was about separation rather than unity. And so because she tested a certain way, she was left on the sidelines. Mm. 
right? And so those things are, I think, crippling, right? To not only to her, but to all of us around her who saw this totally different person than the one that took the test, right? Because her abilities on her own were so different than the way she tested. To me, that created maybe a bias um, in the sense that you, it's gotta be more than a test. It's just gotta be. There's no test that can define who we are, can identify who we are in one swoop. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody with that, but we all have such varying and broad capabilities and abilities that, you know, you, you can't, you can't get to a place where you say, this is who I am without looking inside of you and really understanding this is who I am. And so I see it as a part of a bigger picture, maybe for people who are developing and they, they want something to help them, you know, keep building in their abilities, you know, it might put together pieces of a puzzle for them, but it's not the whole puzzle. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it, it reminds me, and I, I don't, I want to be very careful of this as well when I say this, but uh, certain diagnoses, and I'm not a doctor, so I would never say someone ignore the diagnosis, but maybe look outside of just, besides the specific treatment, see what else is wants to be available to you or what else wants to come through in that particular diagnosis. Because I see people labeling, being labeled by diagnoses, and you know this so much more, and then they adhere to it. And then it becomes, I can't do this because of such and such. I can't do that because such and this. And I have friends that have some of these diagnoses and I see their struggles with it. And I respect it a lot and I respect their approach to it. But I, I also see like one friend, a little bit more of an open-mindedness around it too. Like, how can I fix this or how can I help it in another way? So I'm so glad you brought that up. And it's not, I'm not, it's, you're an expert at it, not me. Like only yeah, I, I don't, and I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I'm a witness. Right. And so, yeah, you know, and it's, it's, um, and I've seen what positivity and optimism does for mm. a person and it's incredible. It's way more incredible than what any test ever did. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for that. Monique, what did you want to say? You know, trying to do this generally, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, right? And again, it goes back to where are we giving our power away? Why do we have to, and I'm not talking about Donna's situation, but just with these tests that I've taken them, they're fun, they're funny. It's just information. But my biggest question is, what are you using that information to do? Is it simply to say, this is a starting point, it's a launching point for me, fabulous or is it something because I've heard people say oh well I'm this oh well I'm that and I'm like again who says like who says you're these things we're everything what do you want to be and who do you want to be now the reality is we all do have certain you know personality traits mm -hmm. and but do we have to put a label on it I don't know it doesn't give me comfort I think for some people it's a comfort place it's like oh well, I behave this way because I'm a manifest or whatever those tests say, or I, you know, I can't do this because they say I'm a number two or whatever. And so for me, it's just, it's such an opportunity for self-examination of what is the purpose, why you're relying on these tests and personality, whatever, and B, what are you using it for? 
if you're using it to direct your life, you have just given your power away. That's what I just wrote. Takes power away. Yeah, so it's, I, it's completely disempowering. Yeah, unless like you said, it's an opportunity where you look at something like we have strong boundaries, all three of us, right? So I know that I'm somebody who can't be around people 24 hours a day, you know, like for more than a certain amount of hours. And because of my sensitivities, whatever you want to say. So you have to, if these tests give you some kind of knowledge about yourself where you're empowered by it, but not an excuse, I think that's a little bit different. So, yeah. yeah. I think it also comes back to how that person uses it. And I think Monique, you're saying that, right? Like it's, it's about, you can give me the information. It's what I do with it. That's really important. Right. Because it's just information. It's just information. There's no set any, nothing is set in stone. Nothing. Unless we believe it is. And when we believe it is, that's how it becomes physical. Right. And that's how it becomes set in stone which is a whole nother conversation. But I just <laughs> wrote that down and I said, that's our next conversation because the set in stone is what causes people to not develop their psychic abilities, human abilities. To me, they're the same things. They're gifts because they set things in stone. Like I, with you guys, when, when I was talking to Monique after yesterday's lesson was, um, I used the word quantum and I, it's funny today, I just saw somebody write a post. What does quantum mean to you? Because people are overusing the word and I don't even like using the word in the lesson. And we did the quantum, something of abundance. I don't remember the title of the class, but I was like, wow, I want to take them back into clairvoyancy at a whole other level. So it's not like this is how I see and this is how I see today. How am I going to see tomorrow? There's so many more levels to the gift. So I wrote set in stone. I'm like, that's the next conversation. Donna, it looks like you're chomping at the bit to say something. No, no, I'm not. I was agreeing with everything you said. That's all. <laughs> it's so fascinating. And it's that's where words get confusing. Okay, so we're going to come to a close because it's an hour already. Um, what I would like you to do is tell everybody how they can reach you. And we will make sure that that's in the, make sure, um, I'm going to say this on the podcast. So everybody can hear this. Make sure that Jess has this information so we can get it to the person who does the show notes. Um, just so I don't forget. <laughs> And then is there a question you want to pose to everyone to help them think about themselves in a different way or help them think maybe even about the type of work you do, or if there's a question you pose to people, anything at all, I just would like to leave ready with a question. And I didn't know I was going to do this. So I have to think of one myself so that we can have people thinking about their selves in a greater, more expansive way. And any of you that are interested in next level living, you can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash next and read about it. And then you can email us at care at marilynaloria.com and ask for the overview. And we'll send you the overview. Not You have to get on a call um, in order to get into that program. It's not a, it's a application type of program because we are, we want to make sure it's the right program for you. It's not a waste of time for you and that you're the right fit. And um, it's not a you're not good enough type of thing. It's really, is this going to be the right thing for you? So if that's the most important thing for me, because I don't like people coming into my programs and then they don't do the work and it, it it's just not a fit. So it's not good. Okay. I gave you a little time to think there. Who's got their question and wants to, and when you, before that, tell them how people can get in touch with you. It'd be great. Monique looks right. Monique. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. So they can get in touch with me either um, through my website, which is Monique Garso.com, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E 
G-A-R-S-A-U-D.com. I also have an Instagram page that I'm developing. And um, yeah, so that's the best way. Is that under your name too? Yes, it's under same fame. Or they can just email me, Monique at MoniqueGarso.com, particularly for my healing work, because that's not really on my website. But this is my question. Next time you come up against something that makes you uncomfortable, I want you to ask yourself, what is the story you're telling yourself? Love that. Next time you come up against something that, say this question again so we can repeat it. That causes you discomfort. What is the story? You're what is the story you're telling yourself? Love it. Great. Okay, Donna. So you can reach me at Donna at be the difference global, which is an email address, soon to be a website under be the difference um, dot global. And um, let's see. So my question is this: as you look inside deep inside yourself in quiet and are only listening to yourself. What is it that you hear that is truly about you? I mm, love that. Repeat it. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, I can probably do it for you. As you look inside, deep inside yourself, what is it that you hear about yourself? Is that correct? Correct. Listening only to you only to you. What's the first things you hear about yourself? Love that. It's going to go on my mind thing. Well, you all know how to reach me, marilynaloria.com. But most importantly, if you're interested in next level living, even if you think you're not ready for it, um, reach out to us. We are, we don't do hardcore sales. Again, I'm really, really care about your, the best thing for you. And um, so if you're interested in joining, check it out, marilynaloria.com forward slash next or email me at caratmarilynalaurie.com. Um, my question to you is, if you were to take the quiz that would tell you exactly who you are, that would bring you joy and happiness and passion, what would that quiz tell you? What would be the answers in the quiz? What is the quiz? How is the quiz defining you? You define yourself on your own quiz. Okay. It is hard when you come up with a question because it's coming through us and we don't, we don't know how to recall it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate this. Um, I appreciate all your wisdom and everything. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share, 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 come out of the closet and share. And um, to rate and review, go to, if you go to Apple podcasts, go to the show, not the episode. And if you go to the show and you scroll down, You'll see the stars and you can rate and review there. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Everybody say bye. 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 <laughs>